I have always been fascinated by how our experiences and values shape the way we act and think. It has been in my experience that stories of resilience and passion often inspire others and spur action. In this VUCA world, it is important we figure out what it is we stand for and ultimately ask ourselves, how can we make a difference? In this episode, I speak with Wyn and Megan, the co-founders of Taco. A startup which offers immersive taster course experiences, it hopes to empower students to take charge of their tertiary education. Are you undecided and confused by the numerous majors and courses out there? Taco is here to help. Hello folks, welcome back to We Mean Business. Today is a very special episode because I don't just have one guest, but I have two. <laughs> welcome Wynn and Megan from Taco. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you all like to introduce yourselves and your company? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Megan and I'm the co-founder of Taco and I'm here today with... Uh, hi, I'm Wynn. <laughs> I'm the other co-founder of Taco and uh, I study medicine. Oh yeah, I study law. <laughs> okay, cool. What does Taco do? Right, so essentially Taco was, it was born out of idea of curiosity. Honestly, the whole thing started as a project. Um, back when Megan and I were making our university degree choices a year and a half ago, realized that a lot of peers were in the same um, situation of the dilemma of not knowing what to choose. So a lot of our friends were deciding between different causes uh, between Singapore and overseas countries. And um, for example, you look at causes like medicine, right? There's a 10-year bond to it. So there was a long life decision that they had to make. And a lot of pals were really stuck in the decision not knowing which cause to decide. And so we realized that it was not just a problem that um, a few of us were facing. We talked this problem with lots of our peers and we eventually did a survey to about um, seven, 800 students in Singapore to really better understand the problem. Yeah, yeah. So basically what wins it. But I guess to add on to the thing was that we were speaking to a lot of people. So we realized that a lot of people um, particularly students that already were in university were actually very passionate about the course because a lot of them had to change courses or they had to waste a lot of time or a lot of money in making their decisions while they were in university and we wanted to support that the best that we could so to try and find a way to close this information gap. Yeah, so right. that's how Taco came about. Wow, so it's just the two of you who had this idea? Yeah, so in the beginning stages, yeah. uh, Megan and I worked along it for about six months ourselves trying to come up with the best so we looked through the responses from the surveys mm. right on what students said that they felt was the most pressing problem in their opinion in terms of university resources so we looked through that and we decided to come up with solutions um, to see how we could address that as much as possible and then for the first six months when we were doing this um, organization project kind of thing we were doing it on an ad hoc basis so honestly it started off like doing circuit period that period of time so we were mm. kind of free right. and it was something that we were both passionate about because we both were in the, the same exact dilemma of not knowing which mm. course to choose. So then it really um, di uh, instilled a sense of like um, passion in, in both of us in the sense that we knew that this was what students were going through and we didn't want um, other students to be facing the same problem and we wanted to be part of the um, solution rather than the problem. So then we kind of prototyped our different solutions for about six months before um, we launched out the, the taster courses, which are essentially two to three hour simulated mock lectures um, and tutorial sessions that students can experience to uh, imitate a day in the life of a particular university course um, to the rest of Singapore where we, we had two main events this year and we had about 2,000 signups for both events. Wow, okay. So that, that sounds like a lot of things you have been, you have accomplished. So good luck for you, uh, to you. Good luck. <laughs> what, yeah, just say good luck. Thank you. What's the appropriate comment? Uh? Good job. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you've been at it for how many years? How many months? 
we started in around Circuit Breaker. So that's about one year plus. Yeah, oh. something around there. Before university started. Yeah. So it's relatively new, Very would you new. say? I would say so. Yeah. About one and a half years, yeah. Mm. yeah. So you guys are year one. Year, year two. two. Year two. And you started in year one. Yeah. Before year Before one. Year one Before year one started. Wow, yeah. very, very enterprising <laughs> individuals. No, it, it was really not meant to be a startup. So we didn't come into this like, okay, let's uh, do a startup yeah. together, Mega. Like it was more of, let's be part of this um, mm. solution because we've experienced this and, and we don't want our juniors to go through the same problem. So how mm. do we solve this? And then towards um, solving that goal, we realized that we wanted something that was more sustainable and something that was um, able to like self-sustain and generate like income for itself like, without us kind, trying to um, you know pass you know with projects right you have to find a next batch of core members every time and yeah. mm. that sort of like unsustainability so we wanted something that was self-sustaining and we looked into the, the route of the startup mm. okay cool so how, how do you make this thing self-sustaining <laughs> win <laughs> right, self-sustaining okay so right now actually we haven't decided on the exact model but uh, the two main uh, revenue incomes that we are looking at is um, B2B and B2C so oh. with B2B right we are really working with organisations institutions high schools uh, junior colleges uh, etc to sell them uh, our soft taster courses and package them into deals that uh, they would like to uh, purchase uh, for their students and then with regards to the B2C it's directly selling it to uh, consumers like mm-hmm. students who haven't made their university decision so um, honestly students who are in secondary 2, 3 poly students high school students junior college students uh, NSF even who are looking basically at a university education mm. So do these people have to pay for this service? Yeah so I think like when we and I started off right it was not a paid thing so like and we try to also still keep to that philosophy like we want to make this accessible to everybody and at the same time like balance whether we can make it sustainable so it's also about accessibility but sustainability and how do we manage that kind of balance right so I think that because of that we have like really targeted our services more towards things like schools who want to support their students in going through this process or like universities that want students to know more about certain causes that might not be so well known so I think that striking that balance is something that we are still in the process of figuring out and we got a lot of advice a lot of help from the people around us whether it's like other startup um, co-owners or like co-founders from the NUS community in NUS Enterprise or other people that we meet along the way so to be very honest it's not something that we've got it all figured out Mm. so it's really a journey that we're going through but with these two main principles of keeping it sustainable and accessible at the same time yeah right cool and can you share about like your first success story like the first school or the first person you (laughs) sold it to how did that you know, happen. Sure, sure. Actually, like, because we didn't really start off, like, started off as, like, a startup, right? So, we basically just made an announcement to the world to as many people as we could reach. So, we, like, hey, like, we have this theater course. <laughs> Public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, then we asked all our friends to, like, lay long and, like, post on their Instagram story to try and reach as many people as possible. Aww. So, I think, like, it came from a very ground-up community mm. kind of approach. So, it wasn't like we were selling it to someone, but we just wanted people to know about it and wanted mm. to see whether this was something that could fly, something that would actually make their lives easier. So, mm. I guess that was our first success, our first ever taste the cause I guess <laughs> yeah. right. and were there any challenges then? yeah for sure like I think like the fact that it was ground up so it's not like we had a fixed like audience and things like that so there were a lot of risks taken and there were a lot of people that supported us like even the teachers that came on board they mm-hmm. wouldn't have known if there would be students attending in the first place so mm-hmm. like we had our very kind seniors who mm-hmm. volunteered their time even though they didn't know whether this was something that was going to fly or not mm-hmm. but they still helped us through and I guess there was a risk that they were willing to take because they were so passionate about this cause as well mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I guess other challenges would also be the fact that yeah getting the word out and getting people to help us along the way so yeah 
Right, okay. And and which point did you know? You have all this uncertainty, uncertainty, right? So which point did you know, like, oh, this this isn't a waste of time? I think, <laughs> good question. But for us, it, it really was never, it was really something that we were passionate from since the beginning. So mm-hmm. to us, it was not about how much um, traction that we got or mm-hmm. how much um, people were on board or how many, how much we were able to sell this service for or whatever, right? It was more of like, were we sure that this was going to solve a problem? So then with each of our taster course, which are lectures, right? Like mock lectures um, that we, we organize, we have pre-taster course surveys and post-taster course surveys. So what they are is that they are really very um, um, quantitative and qualitative data that shows us whether students have gained yeah. an, a better understanding of whatever they're signing up for. So for example, if you're interested in studying law, so you attend a law taster course and before that, we will ask you some set of questions Questions. Afterwards, we'll ask you the exact same of questions and we'll figure out whether there is a difference in data. Mm. So then once, um, so our, really our first main hit event, I think was the one that we did in January where we had about 1,000 signups. And I think it was quite shocking because really taster courses aren't something that are common in Singapore. And it was something that uh, was very, very new mm. to a lot of students. But I think a lot of students found it um, interesting. Therefore, mm. they, yeah. they jumped on board, right? And then with that data, with the, the students who signed up for it, we analyzed the pre and post taster course surveys. And then we realized that, um, I think some of the data off my head I remember is that like 99.5% of wow. the students really said that they would recommend these students, this, this survey, to their friends and mm. up to 99% of them said that they would attend an artist courses and these are resources that they wish that they could have had back in um, for, for students who are already university back in their days and for students who are currently choosing a university um, course like resources that they want to see more of like immersive experiences mm. experiential learning opportunities that they don't um, easily have the access to because you know for example if you think about internships right it's very competitive. Um, everyone applies for those few same internships. Especially and in JC period, right? Yeah, it's almost period. impossible mm. to get real life work yeah. experience. So yeah. something like this would be something that would, would be interesting to students because they would love to have the opportunity to talk to people in the course or experience the day in the life of the particular university course. And I think when we looked at the, the first survey uh, results, we were very, very heartened. Um, mm-hmm. Those are just very, very overall general statistics. But when we looked at the specific questions like, or oh, how much understanding do you have in for a particular course, right? Uh, for example, um, in terms of the course materials, there was like an increase of at least 70 to 80% of the understanding. So we felt very heartened by that. And to us, it was more of um, the impact they were making rather than the, the traction they were getting and knowing that whatever we were doing was solving someone's problem. And mm. at Taku, we, we don't, we don't um, proclaim ourselves to be the um, solution for everyone. You know, what, what we're here for it really isn't to solve anyone's problem, but really to elevate the gap for everyone. So we always give this analogy, right? Like taco is like a buffet. So uh, you know when you go for a buffet, you try a bit of chicken rice, a bit of laksa, a bit of ice cream. No, I'm going straight for the dessert. Right. <laughs> okay, that's because before that, you could, you would have known that you like dessert. Like how do you know that you yeah. like desserts, yeah. right? So um, that's our analogy. Like you come here and then you try a bit of dessert chocolate, you try a bit of laksa and you realize, oh, uh, laksa is absolutely disgusting. I, I hate the taste of coconut. Um, wow, I love the taste of chocolate, right? And for us, like, we won't help you immediately decide like, oh, you should go for chocolate. But it's more mm. of that um, self-discovery journey and knowing that, okay, laksa isn't for me. For example, maybe medicine is too much um, studying or too rigorous for me. Maybe this is something that I don't want to pursue. Just by eliminating that choice and elevating that sort of option for lots of students, I think um, it's something that we, we want to achieve through our taste causes rather than ultimately helping you decide. Because I think it, ultimately it's a journey of self-growth and everyone would have to go through that yeah. period of uncertainty and mm-hmm. not knowing what to choose. It's just how much of that problem can we elevate that by by giving you the resources that you need to make the decision. Mm. Yeah. KK, I, I like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Going so extensively <laughs> into the, the origins. But can you tell us more about 
what the two or three hours are like? What, what is it? Are you shadowing yeah. someone or is it a lesson? Sure, sure. So basically what we do is that we get so um to really distill, like for example, like let's say like you're very interested in economics but you have no clue what it's about. Maybe you did it in JC but you've heard from your seniors that hey, it's damn different in uni. Mm-hmm. Don't get trapped in the mm-hmm. math. <laughs> it's going to be very different. So then like you're just curious and like confused. Like, you know, it's different but in what way? So I think that what we want to do is to distill exactly what economics will be like in university. So we get students from different universities to work together to come up with some sort of quick curriculum so the curriculum will actually look into like for example what interesting researchers that are in the scene like um, also what they learn in school like is it more theoretical would it be a lot be a lot of math why be like you know doing data statistics what does that actually mean so that's what we want to bring out and at the end we also because I think that for Taco like what we mentioned you know it's impossible that like yeah. of us like granting you the wish of you know you knowing exactly <laughs> what you want to do and ultimately that we believe that that journey of self-discovery is important as well but what we want to promote is really mentorship and community as well so mm. community on one hand is also because you see these other students in this mm. zoom call just as confused as you mm. you know you're not the only one who doesn't really know what <laughs> that is how i make my friends about. actually yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> you look as large yeah. as me yeah. and i think that this is especially important for students who are applying to causes that are not as well known mm. for example um like we recently got a little bit more traction for causes like environmental uh, environmental yeah. studies whereby it's not very common to know a lot a ton of friends who are going mm. to go into that and the fact that you see other students in the room you get to ask questions to these seniors who have gone through like two to three years of environmental studies gives you a little bit of assurance and it gives you that faith that you can you know take this leap and really just go and pursue something that you're genuinely interested in mm. so i think that's really what we're going for and yeah so in that session it's basically the lesson portion whereby we integrate research like some tutorial questions there are also some q and a's and like some class part if the course requires more speaking up mm. and then like if the course is more project-based then we also show examples of how that exactly is how that's going to happen and afterwards, we also have a very large portion that's dedicated to more Q&A and more free-flowing discussions that they can have with these like pseudo-mentors, I would say. So mm. like usually these teachers, they are very nice and they offer their time even after the course for the students to contact them, whether it's via email or like Telegram on a very like mentorship mm. basis. And it's really up to the students about whether they want to take this leap. And a lot of them have actually. So it's very, very nice to see and mm. quite heartening as well. So yeah, so that's kind of how that two to three hours goes and they get to take back like a set of slides they get to take back some worksheets and some additional readings that they could do if they want to further their understanding of a topic because I mean it's, there's no way we're going to fit four years of things in yeah. two to three hours <laughs> right so as in the teachers give a little bit more resources for mm. interested students to find out more Alright, yeah. and are all the causes represented in your service? Right, so as of now, um, really what we want to focus on is really mm. about the nature of the causes, mm. right? So we don't proclaim that we're from a particular university to sell, sell, sell the school. It's more of about helping mm. students discover the, the cause, right? So as much as possible, we try to have a wide coverage of causes um, from the general causes. That, so right, the, the beginning of TACO, we came out with more um, popular causes that students were more interested in um, and that had a general higher demand for. So we did surveys to ask like, okay, if you had a choice between all these causes, which would be the ones that you want to attend first? So then we went um, and tried with those causes first. But recently, we're opening up to find mm-hmm. as much taster causes as possible for the different university causes and I think especially very niche causes that might not have, um, might be very new and might not have as much representation. Because at TACO, um, we believe that um, like as much as we want to help 
most of the people. We also want to help students who don't really have access to the, the particular resources, especially if the school is very new or um, you're not as privileged to have seniors from the particular course and it's very hard for you to outreach these seniors. So yeah. we, we bridge that gap by helping you, providing you an avenue to be able to tap on these resources. So I think as of now, we have around um, 30 to 40 different um, causes mm -hmm. um, from a wide range of local and overseas yeah. universities. Right. Yeah, but there's no way, like, in no way, like, the list is not exhaustive because yeah. there's new causes coming out every, every year. year. So, like, new causes, you know, now, like, have PPE, then, like, SMU have, like, PLE. There's just a ton of different causes yeah. that are popping up. So, yeah, mm -hmm. we're always on the ball finding new teachers. <laughs> yeah, you see, uh, jumping on that, right, there are so many different causes, yeah. right? So, if someone wants to, like, join a taster course, mm. how do they decide for themselves, like, which causes? Yeah, so, I guess, like, that's where we are looking to expand. So, like, mm. so at the start of it, it was more, like, getting as many taster courses as we can. But now, we're looking as to how we can streamline this decision making so like for example recommending them similar causes so that they are at least aware of the cause because through our survey we realised that um, I think 30-40% of students that were already in university realised that if they had knew about a different cause they would have actually gone for that cause instead mm. so like even the exposure to that cause is already quite important. So I think mm. for us, it's like, how can we recommend the right causes to them? So mm. for example, if we realize that they're interested in economics, you know, sometimes like, people are interested in the math, not really like social sciences, but the natural thing would be like, oh, I should look around social sciences. Mm. But perhaps people who are interested in economics should look more into statistics or look more into math, things mm. like that. So mm. we're trying to see how we can, you know, map out the different similarities between causes. Mm. And that's why we are looking to develop like something more of a tech um, solution to this entire thing. Perhaps like having some sort of recommended things when they come up. Yeah. I think that really is an extension of what we're looking towards. Like yeah. the, the long-term future of Taco, right? Because mm. to have something that's more scalable and something in a sense that is much more accessible for students to tap on because whatever we're doing now, uh, honestly, is quite labor-intensive, right? So how do yeah. you make everything as streamable, as efficient as um, possible? So then that, that, that whole idea which... We haven't really talked much about actually, but it's like this this idea where it's a, essentially an all-in-one integrated platform where we use machine learning and we use um, 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 machine learning artificial intelligence to recommend courses to prospective students. So for example, we take data from our previous students. So for example, let's say in 2019, uh, 1,000 students attended our TASTA courses. Out of these 1,000 students, they attended, um, each of them attended approximately two to three TASTA courses and ultimately, which was the university course that they attended, and then from there, gather the data, um, clean it up a bit, move the noise, and then use that to recommend solutions and mm. possible mm. Um, causes that students can look into rather than... It's not a solution. Like, we don't tell them like, yeah. oh, uh, definitely just go into this route because most of the people who have done so is going into this route. But it's more of recommending um, solutions and mm. po possible paths that they can consider if uh, if there's too much. But honestly, right, like for most of the students who sign up, a lot of them just sign up for whatever interests them. So mm. yeah. it, they don't have to really... Um, kind of know what each of the causes entail because I think the whole process is really about self-discovery, right? So they come here and then discover what these causes are about. Even if they fall asleep in the castles, I think that's okay because at least you realise that this is something that you're really not interested in yeah. and like, yeah. okay, this is really not for you. Like, do you want to spend uh, $5,000 on your, on your school fees mm. for your same class? Mm. You know, that sort of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And this, your teachers, are, who, who are these teachers? Yeah, so like, actually at first, um, yeah, so they're basically year two or year three university students okay. or like all above. Mm. So what they do is that really they concentrate on what is the core understanding of this topic. So we don't want to go into something that is too specific. Like for example, if you're like specializing particularly in a very specific research area, that's not really mm. something that we're looking for, but more giving them a glimpse of what exactly this would really entail, the rough intuition of what this core, 
this course will look like. So the teachers that actually we have to interview ourselves and also like look through all these profiles of teachers that are coming on board. But most of the teachers are actually very passionate and very involved in their own capacity, in their own causes. And they themselves want to raise awareness about what their course is about because perhaps mm-hmm. they've had the same problems when they were choosing their course. Mm. So that's how we started off. And the growth has mm. been quite organic to that extent. Yeah, mm. I think a lot of the teachers really very very grateful for our taco instructors we call them yeah. taco, taco instructors right mm. that joined on board because in the first place this was an idea that not many people explored and we had in the first in the first six months that we were trialling this idea we had quite um, a number like mm. let's say five to ten of these taster course so with teachers putting in that effort the, the, our first yeah. very very first batch of teachers who came on board taco instructors right who came up with the content solely from scratch and then I mean from our side what our organisation does right we come up with the guidelines of what type of um, courses you should craft so for example if you are like Megan mentioned if for example mm. you're looking to go into business we don't have special specialised like finance taster courses because not every business student mm. specialises mm. in finance but it's more of if I'm a business student in my first or second year what are the general modules or um, yeah. curriculum I can expect so like we give them some uh, a broad based sort of like guidelines in terms of yeah. what content it has to be something that okay also in terms of understanding right students in pre-university are able to understand obviously the law of like content that some students aren't able to attend, uh, understand but if we were to craft content that is completely of a different complexity and only university students are able to understand right then that would defeat the whole purpose because mm-hmm. students would just be coming and completely are uh, completely lost and then they, they, they just gain nothing out of the entire session so something mm-hmm. that is relatable to the students and something that at their level they're able to they're able to comprehend while also remaining true to their the nature of their course and representative of um, what the course is all about. Mm. So I think like when you asked the question just now of what our taster course is really about, right? There's no definite answer because for each of the different taster course for different universities um, and different courses, the nature of it are just different. So if you look at business, right, it's a lot of class participation. Mm. Um, if yeah. you look at science, it's a lot of research, a lot of lab work. If you yeah. look at law, it's a lot of readings. Medicine, it's a lot of um, um, lecture courses that you do. So it's really very different and based on the nature of the different courses, we are able to craft something that is able to reflect it as much as possible and for students to kind of um, experience the the day in the life of that course. Mm. Are y'all sure you've never been on a podcast? Because you're just answering all my questions in the head. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's a good thing. Thank you. Um, So thank you for sharing about the company. Maybe let's focus on you guys as students sure. and individuals. Sure. Okay, let, let's maybe let's talk about your dynamics here. You, you guys are best friends, right? Yeah, yes. we, met in, we met in JC. So like, <laughs> just, yeah, it's just been like that. We, yeah. were, we were from the same uh, CC Students Council. Yeah, we were yeah. in council. Okay, good. You're all smiles, very happy today. But are there days whereby you guys are like, you know, at each other's necks? You know, you hate each other. Okay, like, as in, mm. I think that's a very natural thing that happens to like working partners mm-hmm. because like we work so mm. closely together and, and every, every single day. Yeah, we talk like every day about like everything about taco. Everything yeah. is like, and I think that for a lot of co-founders or startups, they will relate to the fact that <laughs> uh, at a lot of times like co-founding something is not really just about creating things but it's about firefighting every day. So like every day there will be something that you need to solve. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a problem. And when you're put in that kind of yeah. you know, situation whereby it's mm. not like all flowery and like it's not yeah. like all perfect every day, then there are circumstances whereby things do conflict and our opinions do conflict. And I think that's a very mm. normal thing. Mm. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think it's a very interesting situation. Like, both yeah. of us, like, we really started off everything, like, as best friends, right? We did a lot of things in school together, study together, hang out. You know, it's just your usual best friends, going cafe, mm. concerns, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Until you realise that, oh, like, both of us were passionate about this problem mm. together. And mm. uh, even in council, even though we were working in the same committee, we weren't directly kind of working with each other. So, yeah. this really is the first time that we're working so closely with each other and yeah. like like Megan mentioned we have to talk 
and and I think it's very important to have that communication. Like if mm. you you're not communicating with co-founder every day, it's very hard to really seize out the the problems that you're facing and yeah. also um get that dynamics going. So it's very um like with every communication there is going to be a breakdown sometimes or there's yeah. going to be some sort of conflict. And to me, uh, as much as like I, I I dislike having like those sort of confrontations, right? But it at least shows that like you know we're talking through problems and we know that um we're facing an obstacle, but it's okay. We're we're going to be solving this together, and it's not like um we're. Yeah. It's better than like not yeah. doing anything. Like, and I can't imagine people <laughs> who like, co-found a company by themselves. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like because like at the back of my head it's like okay it's okay at least like when I, I can just go talk to Win and mm. like we'll figure something out. Mm. I think that's like always a saving grace. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because like for example our schedules are so bit different. So sometimes when her yeah, work was yeah. a bit more heavy, um I'll take over all yeah, my yeah. somehow like, it just worked out. Yeah, yeah, then she'll, she'll be the one like kind <laughs> of taking a bit more weight. So it's very complimentary like, I think yeah, in sense. Yeah, I think because medicine has a different exam schedule. Yeah, so I, I, we are lucky in that aspect. La. Yeah, because yeah. if both of us go off for finals at the same time, yeah. everyone's going to be... <laughs> the emails go to flood. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys work with a team of about 20 people. Right. Um, around there. Around there. And a lot of them are actually on a more on an ad hoc basis. Mm. But our core team is about six people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mm. and are these like the other four, right? Um, mm. Yeah, so they, they are basically the heads of each of the different departments and we mm. form the core team. La. Yeah, okay. so it's about like complementary skills. Mm. Some of them have like more expertise in marketing, Photoshop, things like that to help us publicize. Mm. Others like more interested in business development or like HR, things like that. Right. Yeah. W- were they friends also? Right. So a lot of them, them were our yeah. personal friends. <laughs> yeah. A lot are strangers also. So mm. people who chance upon a lot of them actually chanced upon our service. So they were beneficial, like they, they they basically benefited from taster courses. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, oh, like how can I join on board this team? Oh. I want to be part of this as well. So a lot yeah. of people were strangers from the internet who or, or people who have benefited from taster courses. Yeah. Um, and some of them are also our friends. La. So mm. we have around four different committees in Taco. So we have uh, our sales and operations or biz dev. And then we have marketing, uh, technology and human resource. La. So mm. that's the, the, the overarching yeah. Skeleton of Taku. All right. Great. So I think this relationship's working out pretty well for the company. <laughs> Would you say so? I, I do feel that like, actually I do, like I cannot imagine not being, like I think that in a student-run startup, it's quite different yeah. from like working environment whereby you know you're paid like a salary every, like every month. Like there's a reason mm. why I'm here. I need to feed my family. But uh-huh. I think a lot of people here are also here for the friendship. Like a lot of them do like believe in Win and myself and because of that, they are willing to like wait out or willing to, you know, put in the effort although it may not necessarily always come to fruition. And I right. think that's yeah. the case with a lot of student-run projects and you know, university students are so busy, like, you have 101 different small projects going mm-hmm. on at the same time. <laughs> so, like, I think that that sense of commitment sometimes also draws a lot from the fact that we are already friends with them and, like, they yeah. trust they trust the process. La. Yeah. So, I just, yeah, I can't imagine if it was a bunch of strangers, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So, for a relatively new company, you guys uh, have quite a lot of work cut out for you, Is right? It? Very labor-intensive, as oh, you mentioned oh, just now. Right, right, yeah. In terms of, like, doing, executing the different yeah. things. La. Yeah, yeah sure. and... You guys are still studying. <laughs> yeah, law, uh, Megan's in law, right? Yeah, and yeah. Wynn is in medicine. Yes. So you tell us, I mean, uh, wh- whoever can go first, tell us how you manage to, you know, <laughs> okay, manage your time. Me, but, yeah. Okay, yeah, but I think yeah, like, what, like what we said earlier, we're lucky because like somehow our schedules are complementary. Uh-huh. So that's that. But I think at the same time, like we are cognizant of the fact that we are <laughs> students and it is, like we don't, we are, I think that both of us are quite economically minded in the sense that we care about our degrees and we actually do enjoy our degrees as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that's the reason why we also like to do taco that much because we feel that we want other people to be able to find that kind of joy in, our, in their mm. degrees. So like we don't see our 
degrees as like, you know, just a paper cert, but we genuinely do mm. enjoy our degree. So that, that because of that, like we are quite committed to our own studies as well. Mm. And we both acknowledge that for both of us, this is one of our priorities. Like our studies mm. and tacos Made are both priorities. priorities. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that is that kind of mutual understanding that like, I think the fact that we're on the same page is quite important because I wouldn't be able to imagine if, you know, I, I know a lot of co-founders who feel that, you know, their startup is something that they are very definite will, they want to do for the rest of their lives and they're not as concerned with their degree. And I think that that is a great approach as well because you come to university, mm. you meet new people, you really immerse yourself in that environment. But I think for Win and I, like we care a lot about our degree as well because we do enjoy what we are studying. And it's good. Yeah, it's something that we want. Your to... degrees are pretty expensive as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe there's that. <laughs> maybe there's a reason. But yeah, so I think that like the fact that we're on the same page is quite important because I yeah mm. I wouldn't be able to handle with that kind of thing. And because of that, like like what so like whenever I have exams, then she will like, cover a little bit more for me mm. and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you for Megan? Do you see a lot of your law like? Uh, expertise mm. coming into play mm-hmm, yeah actually a yeah. bit like to be honest a little bit like I guess not that much not yet because like with every small company you know you start out all the law is garang like um, <laughs> the what, protection of data yeah. is like all garang you know you don't really think about that when you're sending out a google form right uh, until yeah. like you're much you're much more established or bigger or like other like for example sometimes schools come to us to ask us like what are you doing with this data like how are you handling right. the data and then like Oh, then I'm like, there, I actually know the statute. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, so like we are getting consent from the students, things like that to protect ourselves mm. and also to know like what's the right way to do these kind of things. I think for now, we, we don't really use that that much, but I do foresee it playing a bigger role as we work with larger organizations and like, you know, when like a lot of students' data is at stake mm. or like things are at stake. Lah, and yeah, I think it gets quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. To hear from Megan, how about Win? Any medicine, uh, knowledge coming into right. play here? I think no, medicine not so much, yeah. but it's more of the soft skills that I've learned. I guess mm-hmm. like in terms of really how to empathize with different people, right. knowing the communication skills, the the thought processes of um when you make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you have to consider? Um, so a lot of these come to the place. It's, it's not really like I learned like hard skills like Megan, for example. We don't learn stuff that can be applied in terms of like doing the entire startup, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more of the soft skills that I've gathered mm-hmm. from communicating with the people in my faculty and learning from the people around me that I've tried to incorporate it um, yeah. in, into organization as much as possible. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. saying it with a smile on their face. I'm, I'm so I'm so glad for that. <laughs> yeah, we really love our causes. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just so lucky this situation that we have mm. here. Like you both are so passionate <laughs> in what you do and you're best friends. <laughs> And your schedules, you know, sort of help each other in that way. Yeah, like, okay, la, but I mean, we have to disclaim that there are hard days. You know? yeah. A lot of people listening to this are yeah. like, I'm so busy. Like, <laughs> just do it. Some yeah, days you just there like, days. sit yeah, there and do yeah, paperwork yeah. all day. Or some days, yeah. like, you really get into conflicts. And it's mm. not very nice, right? You know, when you, mm. you have to sit, yeah. like, really face to face with your best friend for a long time and just, like, talk so through your things. issues. And that, ha- and that does happen, obviously. It happens, like, yeah, yeah a lot. For sure. Like, I, I think it's a learning experience for me also, like, being able to communicate all these across and then. Yeah, but I think in general, like, both of us are, in a sense that we, our values are very aligned. So, like, in terms of what yeah. we want for Taco, and in terms of what That's we want, what we, how we define success in our life, and how we, how we, we see things in life, our perspectives in life is very, very similar. common. So, yeah. like, whatever we do, we kind of um, put our best into everything. And then, uh, as Megan mentioned, we are people who really love our causes. Mm-hmm. So, we try to balance everything as much as possible and, mm-hmm. and, and let things work out. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, pray that they work out. Yeah, pray that we work out. <laughs> So on these bad days, uh, yeah. uh, 
any tips from the <laughs> listeners yeah, who may be right. facing the same challenge? Like facing the same challenge is in walking mm. with your best friend and coming into uh, conflict. <laughs> do, you, do you guys, yeah, that or do you guys maybe like experience mental fatigue or burnout? Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah. As in, I think you don't even need to be a co-founder. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone faces yeah. like mental fatigue and burnout all the time actually. And mm. I think that like both of us also like it's a very intuitive thing like I think I feel like personally I don't know if I'm right maybe I'm just being but like I feel like I can tell when someone in my team is not feeling very well or like feel, like not really you know mentally there during meetings you know you can be physically there but you're just like drifting off and I think that's when like you start to cut back a little bit or get to like understand a little bit better about whether they're okay whether they're doing okay mm. and I think especially for both of us it's a very mutual understanding sort of thing like yeah. you can kind of sense when someone is getting busier and because of that like we naturally tank a little bit more mm. so yeah burnout is very normal mm. I would say yeah I think especially mm. for me personally when things get tough it's like we are also like in year one, like, you know, year one is the year yeah. to, to have fun, to explore your, your part of orientation, mm-hmm. your part of rec, your part of everything, right? So you put yourself out there and really try to have fun as much as possible. But when things come to the point of time where everything just somehow overlaps, you know, you're, you're part of, um, yeah. you're running this startup, you're part of this program, but also you're doing orientation and then you have all these as- other aspects of life that you have to manage. I think when all the words, co- words collide, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it sometimes get a, it gets a bit tiring, but I wouldn't say that that's very often. It's for for both yeah. us. I think personally, it's really more of like a, maybe one one a few times in a year kind of thing. It's not very like draining in a sense. But when that happens, we really have to talk it out loud. We have to communicate with each other that okay, at this point of time, I think I'm experiencing burnout. I am really having too much on my plate. Are you able to help me take some of it yeah. and just convey that aspect to each other whenever mm-hmm. we're feeling like yeah. we we're doing too much or we can't manage all these by ourselves because I think that's yeah. that really is the, the point of the other co-founder right to support you through yeah, all these yeah. tough times it's not just the good days where you come on a podcast and, and talk like this it's, <laughs> it's also those tough days where you're learning to um, embrace each other's like difficulties and mm. knowing how to work through yeah. challenges together mm. yeah I'm so touched <laughs> I gotta go talk to my best friend now <laughs> see whether she got any ideas yeah <laughs> oh man alright I'm a bit jealous you can't tell but okay um, so you guys are in this for the long haul um, do you see this as your career? <laughs> yeah, I think like, okay, that's like such a question that we always get posed, right? Especially when we go for competitions or when like we ask for funding to like support the startup, right? They're always like, you know, you're like a law kid and like a medicine kid. Like how long can you be doing this for? You know, and you say you're yes. both so passionate about this, like about your causes and also about taco. Like how is that possible? What are you going to do in your career? And to be very honest, we haven't got it figured out yet, but I think that what we are sure is that we are sure that like it, Taco is something that we want to c- commit to and we really want to see whether putting like as in startups is something that is really a gamble mm-hmm. and like we feel that what we want to do is to put in our best efforts and like you know if it doesn't work out then that's fine like it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter if mm-hmm. it becomes a project that we can hand over to someone mm-hmm. fine like so be it but I think for us we just want to try our best and it really flies and you know what it could be on the table like maybe this is something that we'll be doing full time yeah yeah and I think that like you 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 don't have to kind of devote yourself to one thing at a time like you you don't necessarily just have to be a lawyer mm-hmm. you know my entire personality trait is yeah. becoming a doctor like yeah. everyone has multiple <laughs> facets of their lives mm-hmm. like you can yeah. still be a, a baker but also be a lawyer you could mm. be like for example the, the founder of like Health Cupcakes right like you could be doing multi- multiple things with your life if you're able to kind of manage and juggle that mm-hmm. so I think for us it's, it's really a lot of the yeah. praying that we're able to yeah. manage that because right now lower um, years like for university life right now so year one year two yeah. is a bit more um, for me like, at least it's more pretty clinical so you're not going to the hospitals mm-hmm. as much and it's a lot of theory based learning so mm-hmm. um, a lot of that I'm able to juggle 
um, with alongside Taco. But uh, once clinical years come, um, I am not able to predict, you know. But mm. at least we both have trust in each other and we know that we are, like Taco at any point of time is one, one of, of our priority. main two priorities. It's either yeah. academics or Taco. So we know that constantly this is something that we are thinking at the back of our head. La. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very conscious thing because yeah. like, it means also like being a startup is not like just about all the opportunities but yeah. you also have to be aware of the opportunities that you will have to turn down yeah. because you're doing this. And it's mm. a very rea- real reality that I think yeah. people don't think about it. Like, wow, like, you know, the startup world is just very exciting. You always meet new people and get new opportunities, yeah. new competitions, new programs, everything, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, you realise that, for example, if like there's something ongoing in school, you want to be a part of it but it will take up all your time, then mm. it's something you can't commit to because you have already committed to this and mm. we are committed to see it play out and mm. that's how it's going to be. Mm. Yeah, but I guess like our personalities also, we're the kind that like a, di- a bit of variety, I guess. Mm. And I guess to a certain extent, we won't really be fully satisfied even if we were to, you know, if Win fully becomes a doctor, I think that she will still be finding things to do on the side. <laughs> and similarly for me, I would still be finding something on the side that gives me yeah. meaning beyond like, yeah, just my day job. La. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Alright. I guess. <laughs> okay, so, our important question. Huh. <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> so, where did the name Taco come from? <laughs> okay, very interesting question. So, <laughs> honestly, last time when Megan and I were talking about a lot of our big ideas, so back in JC, right, we, uh-huh. though we were um, just like pals, just talking about nonsense, we always knew that we wanted to do something together. Yeah. So we knew that, um, be it like doing, opening a cafe, I think our first idea was a cafe. Yeah, we like, just wanted to do something. Cafe. We just wanted to sell cupcakes and like sell pancakes together, you know, or like oh uh, something. We knew that we wanted to do something together, but we didn't really yeah. have a name for it. So initially, because Megan's M, right, and I'm W, right? Yeah. So you know, like so M and W, it's like inverted. So initially, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, oh my god, it's like BMW, like BMW. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like M and W, like, that reflects each other, you know. Uh. But then we realized that, okay, that, that, that won't make it, you know. Like, and then, <laughs> like, what is this? For us, it was really about like launching the service too yeah, and yeah. trying it as soon as possible because we knew that Taster Causes was it, but then we couldn't actually decide on the name. But, yeah, yeah. So, so one we day, just named it Taster Cause first. Yeah, yeah so, so it was so just Taster Cause. And then yeah. one day we were like, Megan, Megan managed to get her friend to be part of our marketing team, right? So she's like, okay, uh, Taster Cause, um, we need a logo. And I was just like, we need a logo. We cannot MNW, right? So, um, <laughs> Taster Cause, right? So T A C O. How, how about taco? Like, it really, really, really yeah, was a yeah, random yeah, yeah. thought of the idea. Okay. How about taco? And it sounds good. And we it's didn't really think though. about the energy yeah. that I explained to you, you know, the, the buffet kind yeah. of thing in the first place. But I subsequently realized that, okay, actually, this makes sense also, like taco yeah. and stuff. Like, honestly, it, we didn't think very hard, you know. I, I'm not sure whether all the big organizations out there they stop and think about, or for example, like, um, like Nike, yeah. you know, they sit there and talk about. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. think so. But we definitely did not spend the time sitting down there thinking yeah, about what Lee Heng jewelry definitely did not. <laughs> 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 we should ourselves in <laughs> But we, we really didn't spend the time. Charles and Keith don't even need to think. So we really just like didn't think about it. It's more of like, off the head kind of thing. And we knew that we just wanted to get stuff done. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were just like, okay, taco. Oh, let's just go with it first. And if if there's a problem along the way, then we'll edit it. But if now we just really want to put the service out there. Nobody really kind of thinks too much. Like they won't kind of stop and think like, oh taco, that, that sounds kind of weird. Like let's let's yeah. not attend that session. I think is it is it tasteful or something? Like if we don't like I think we have to make a point clear at least, like what's yeah. our service about. Um that really um yeah, so we really didn't put too much thought. It was really off, off mm. the head kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. 
So you still like the name, right? Yeah, actually, I feel like it's something that a lot of people have commented. It rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cute, lah. <laughs> it's it's catchy, you know, like taco. Just cute. Rather yeah. than like uh, M W. <laughs> have you heard of M W? <laughs> so don't know which course to take. Just taco it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So very last question. I ask all my guests this. Uh, do you have any last words of advice for my listeners? What kind of advice? Like <laughs> people who want to start, you know, a startup. Oh, as in or... like actually, I feel like it's very conflicting. Like some people told mm. us that. Oh, as in some people have said that don't start a startup in your uni days. You know, mm. like you yeah. should be traveling. You should be like <laughs> living your life. Like you know, mm. having a startup, living your best life. Traveling. Yeah, but I think at the same time, like we are quite lucky that we started in uni because like we, means that we had a lot of people that were free labor. <laughs> no, but as in like basically. You know, it's a very low opportunity cost. And I think yes. that's really what motivated us to jump into this entire thing. And I feel like if you have a great idea and you really do feel that it's something that you are passionate about and you think that it really does make an impact, then I would say go for it, especially if you know someone who is willing to take the job with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, I think um, really it's more about the, the problems. I notice in the day-to-day life, like everyone's facing a set of problems. It's just what kind of problems they're facing. How can you conceptualize um, idea into it. So for us, we really went with the framework of, I'm not sure that you're, uh, we are both from junior colleges, right? So um, yeah. we went with the project work um, approach. Mm. <laughs> really, I was just like, PI. Yeah, like, oh my you God. know, like, you, you're you having a problem, right? You have to do the report, right? You have to think about problem, mm. solution, what are some relevant mm. solutions overseas? Can you apply these solutions to Singapore? Mm. How do you um, make it applicable to your local context? How do you um, innovate and make sure it solves the problem of your, of your, your local citizens, right? And beyond. So it was really about finding problems and we didn't intentionally find the problem we weren't digging through problems we were part of the problem (laughs) and it was something that we were passionate about and we wanted to sort of find a solution for it so I think advice in terms of advice is more of like just just see what are the problems that that people around you are facing how can you better Mm. help um, solve these problems because at the end of the day it's not about the how much you're going to fly right or like like how well the organization is going to do it's more about how you're able to make an impact and make people's lives better with whatever you're offering them yeah all right so that comes to the end of my interview (laughs) do you guys have any uh, last words like are you hiring or oh yeah okay As in, okay, I'll say one of it, then we'll say the other one. So basically, we are looking like to expand into technology. Mm. So like, if anyone is interested in like what we are doing, and I think that for us, the main priority is really to get someone who is passionate and in the cause as well, like the entire cause of being making higher education more accessible, mm. helping people to discover their interests. But you also happen to have some technologically related um, degree. Like, do check us out. Like, we, we do have like an official post that we will be putting up soon but mm. this is the preview of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram uh, or uh, probably Instagram and LinkedIn, LinkedIn. No. how yeah, do you so spell your name T-A-C-O really yeah just Taco. use Taste the Course SG you should be able to find it okay great yeah. and uh, another thing is that we'll be having a um, crowning event at the end of the year uh, 18th and 19th of December Will yeah. be calling, it's Very called Taco exciting. Fiesta. So what it is really is a two-day event where students who mm. are not yet in university from secondary two and up, if you're interested in looking to go into university and still in the midst of trying to better understand what courses you should go and explore or not really sure or completely clueless, you know, like all stages are, are, are really welcome to kind of come to our event. It's a two-day event, right, where you'll be having around 20 to 24 different taste courses for you to explore. We'll be inviting around 25 different educational organizations to share more about how you can make more informed decisions um, relating to your university course, your career. And um, yeah, it's really, uh, we'll be having a lot of 
fringe events, panel discussions, people from different careers will be coming down to talk and battle it out about what are the differences in terms of their courses or what you can expect going to this course. So it's really a lot of um, fun. It's going to be a, a two days of self-exploration for students to come down and have a better yeah. understanding of what they can look forward to Wednesday, once they get to that stage yeah, of it's your, um, university choice. Yeah, it's the replacement open house that you've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's completely virtual. So um, hopefully it makes yeah. that more convenient for students as mm. well. Yeah. When when is it again? 18 and 19 of December this year. Oh, okay. And it's called the crowning... Uh, Taco Fiesta. <laughs> it's oh. our crowning event, Taco oh, Fiesta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much yeah. uh, once again. Thanks for so, having so much for your time. All the best. And thank you, listener, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks all the you. best for your assignments and your exams. Thank yeah? you so much, you too. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi there! The year and the semester is coming to a close and I would just like to say a big thank you for being a part of my podcast. Now we have come a long way and as exhausted as we might be, let us take heart in what we have accomplished so far and hold on to what we have yet to achieve. See you guys again very soon. Stay safe, stay happy. Cheers! <laughs>